Hello and welcome to Sit Down with the Soup, our monthly show here at Crusader Radio where we sit down with Superintendent Adam, Adam Hatfield and his guest. We talk about everything going on in the district here in US 853. So Mr. Hatfield, welcome to the uh, studio here at Crusader Radio. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's uh, good to see everybody, all your students here, and you've uh, built quite an empire here at Crusader Radio. It is growing. Some some might call it chaos when they come in, but some <laughs> might call it, I don't, no, it is, uh, it is going really well. We have some really good kids that are doing some great things out here so it's it's fun to see them in their natural habitat yeah it's a, it's a good crew it is well we appreciate you coming in uh, um, like I said once a month following the board meeting we'll sit down and, and discuss kind of what happened at the board meeting get that out to the entire community this way and then we'll let some students jump on as well and add their input um, maybe ask some questions of you and, and see what kind of the student perspective is because usually it's different than a lot of what the community maybe sees. So I think this will be a really cool um, show that we do once a month, and we hope that you guys listening tune in. Remember, you can always catch it at Radio353.com. Um, that's our website there. We'll, we'll post it, then we'll we'll play it a couple times live on the radio throughout the week. So we'll start this way, Ms. Stratfield. So there's been a lot of uh, conversation throughout the district about restructuring um, and what that means. And it probably means a little bit different to everybody who tries to interpret it. But coming from, and, and it was obviously a topic of Monday's board meeting, so Coming from that, what uh, tell us a little bit about what that means and, and what your guys' vision is. Sure. Uh, restructuring is actually uh, a topic that came up at the board level uh, beginning uh, last year. We started working on different ways of looking at how our uh, student population over time has changed. Uh, we had a, uh, if you look at the data of uh, the number of students we've had in the district from, say, 20 years ago or 10 years ago, we have kind of a slow decline here in, here in Wellington, and that's pretty natural because our just our population population has declined slowly if you look at census data. So obviously with population decline, you have that decline as well. So uh, one thing that uh, that the district has maintained over time is kind of the, how the district set up structurally. Um, we, have, uh, we have four elementary schools, we have one high school, we have one middle school, and it's been that way for, for a long, long time. Um, and, that's, and that's served uh, the district very well, and uh, obviously we have a, a lot of great pride in each of our elementary schools and, and, and uh, our middle school and high school. and um, But uh, one of the things that's happened over time is different elementary schools, especially across the district, the population has become very different in each of those based off of the boundaries that we currently have uh, set up. And so we have, we currently, the way our community is set up is we have some elementary schools that have very large populations of students within them. Uh, we have other uh, elementary schools that have much lower uh, at this point, uh, whereas they were probably a lot more even back when our, our current boundaries were set so, uh, so we're really uh, also with uh, uh, you know the, just the decline of students over time overall. You know we're we're, we're just looking to make sense of that. Last year, uh, the board had requested that we go out and talk to community, talk to parents, talk to uh, talk to a lot of different people, and really get a feeling for uh, what our community expectations are as far as our class sizes. Um, and so that the class sizes piece of this kind of became the topic last year and. Uh, by the end of uh, the school year last year, we had uh, had enough conversations that the board felt comfortable voting on uh, class sizes that we would like to move forward with. Um, and so at our very younger grades, kindergarten and first grade, that's about 15 students. Then our uh, upper elementary grades, second grade through fifth grade, that's 18 students. And then once you get up into the secondary, into the middle school and high school, it's more like 22 students. And because of that, um, so essentially what we are trying to do at this point is make decisions so that... Uh, 
um, our taxpayers are seeing that kind of level of students uh, on average anyway. It's never going to be perfect, but on average uh, across our building. So. For sure. You know, like you think about, like you said, the boundaries. Well, uh, I'm sure when a lot of these elementary schools are built, like Eisenhower, for instance, was was built, and, and I know all these facts for, for sure, but was built mainly for the, the rural, like, farm community. Sure. That's where we bust all the kids. Well, now, like, the west side of Wellington has grown so much that it's it's both. Right. Um, and it is it is tricky, and, and it is definitely interesting. And I, so I think that really answers, though, you know, why do you want to do it? And, and, yeah. and we want to do what's best for, you know, the students and the staff. Uh, the students and the staff, and, and, and we have to be right by our taxpayers as well. And, yep. and uh, so, you know, we, and that's why it was really important to go out and get that data and get a feeling for what they, you know, <coughs> tax, uh, you know our taxpayers really wanted as far as the class size. Uh, so we're going to be introducing some uh, discussions uh, at a lot of different community settings starting uh, this fall. Our community groups like Lions Club, Chamber Coffee, you're just getting out to uh, meet with uh, active community people and really get a feeling from them as we kind of go through this restructuring process what it is that, uh, you know, that our community really wants for the future. The, the, uh, the school board is very much wanting this to be a community-based decision and not just really wants the feedback from the community on this. So if, if I'm in the community and I'm a community member and I have strong feelings, you know, one way or the other, is that something I, I, I reach out and email you or the board members or how do I go about that? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So you, uh, you can reach out to central office, um, but we will also at some point be having a, a town hall type setting uh, that people can come to. Awesome. Um, as far as the general population of our community. Um, so there will there will be a chance for everybody to get their input in in that way. Uh, but we will also have, if people reach out to us, we can have uh, lots of conversations that way. And then, like I said, we will be visiting with community groups as well. Um, one of the other uh, key pieces to this is the district is interested um, in uh, providing services for our uh, pre-K uh, age children across the community. And so, uh, and then we already have some great uh, preschool things running in town um, by uh, other organizations and, and we're not interested in impeding on that at all. Those things have been running for a long time and are, and are great pieces of our community. So we're, that is not, to, but we are wanting, that we, we do feel like there's a population of uh, four-year-olds and that, that aren't served uh, in the community and we would really like to uh, provide services to get them ready for kindergarten. Uh, one of the other issues is where we don't have a lot of space in our buildings to make that happen and so some of this restructuring process hopefully will allow us to have some space to provide some uh, preschool program. That'd be awesome. I know as, as, as a dad myself and as a parent myself, I, my daughter starting kindergarten next year, if I, you know, our son soon to start preschool, if they would be going to the same school, that would be a benefit in the community as well. Yeah. Easier to pick up and drop off and Absolutely. Uh, do a lot of things. So that, that, that's fantastic. So next next topic on, on the list is is the district safety and operation plan, which obviously, um, if you're listening, you know, it has a lot to do with how, how are we keeping our, sa- our kids safe um, and our staff safe in this ever-changing COVID situation. You know, we started the year with no mask and, and then we shut down and we come back and now we have masks. Uh, there was more talk about it Monday at the board meeting. Uh, do you want to fill us in a little bit about how that went? Sure. Uh, yeah, we started the school year without masks. Um, that was a, a, an original a topic of conversation. And then uh, unfortunately, we had some outbreaks happen in our, in our schools that caused us to have to shut down for a few days, which was unfortunate. It was the last thing we wanted to do at all. Um, but uh, we ended up in that situation and, and we just really needed to make a decision to keep everybody safe. So uh, then the board um, got back together uh, since then and, and put in a mass mandate to try to keep that going. We also have our testing programs this year uh, that allows uh, our students to stay in school if they're you know testing negative. Even if they're a close contact, they can still stay in school. Whereas last year we would have had to quarantine yeah. 
and uh, and send people home. So we're 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 feeling good about that. We're hoping to uh, continue to you know you know change uh, the operation plan as as we go. It's not it's never going to be perfect. Uh, you know, unfortunately, COVID is a very changing environment all the time. If you think about it, a year ago we were much more worried about you know touching things. A year later, it's much more of a uh, you know obviously the air we breathe and and all those. So we're so we have to adapt our plan along with uh, as things adapt and as our community adapts, as our numbers adapt. And so we uh, so we continue this year uh, to uh, adapt our plan, you know, as, as we go. It's been a changing environment very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And it does definitely change this all yeah. the time, yep. Yep. constantly. I know they mentioned, um, and I don't know all the details, so maybe, maybe you correct me. Sure. Uh, they mentioned a little bit, I think from hearing the board meeting on Monday, about it maybe being more of a school-to-school decision rather than an entire district-wide decision. Is that yes. true, or how does that yes. work? When the, uh, when the mask mandate first went back in, it was uh, it was uh, across the district, and then uh, the board uh, chose the other night to make that school by school. So technically, right now we could, uh, if the numbers or if the criteria was met that we put in the plan, um, then we could have you know, for instance, the high school could be uh, just recommended mass while we still have a mask mandate at other schools across town. So. It's, Right now, it's set up very building by building, and uh, like I said, we will continue to tweak the plan um, and try to provide uh, better services as we go. So. Yeah, absolutely, and it does always, it's always changing. That's a tough spot to be in. You have, yeah. the, you have the uh, best interest of all the students in our district, and not sure. just a small handful. Right. And, right. Um, sometimes that gets hard to see, I know, from the outside, and, but we definitely appreciate all the hard work you guys do, and, and, and our board does, yeah. and especially um, Holly Parkey and our nurses, um, and our COVID staff, they do such a fantastic job uh, and work tons and tons of hours right oh now gosh. to make it happen. They're, they're amazing. I mean, Holly and I talk, you know, umpteen zillion times a day, it seems like uh, we have. And then Audrey Green, our other school nurse, yeah. is amazing. And uh, we are now up to five uh, COVID testing staff, staff excuse me, across the uh, across the district. Um, and uh, so we're, we feel like we're... we're you know, pretty well equipped to, to handle uh, handle good testing processes. No, that's great. That's yeah. great. And you can definitely tell just since we've been back that it, um, that's going very, very smoothly. Yeah, good. Um, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, so another thing that we added recently um, here in the district is a superintendent's advisory council, which would meet every month as well. Um, what, tell us a little bit about what is a advisory council and, and what kind of things would you discuss? Uh, so uh, this is this is new for this year, as is this radio show. So one, one of the things that we really... Uh, one of the things that the board and the district put as, down as a goal this year is our chances to get feedback from the community and from our students and from uh, our staff. And so, uh, one of the things we wanted to do, obviously, is, is sit down with you uh, monthly and, and have these discussions so that the, this information gets out there um, and we can get feedback from people. We also uh, have, have put together the Superintendent's Advisory Council, and essentially what that is is you have uh, two uh, staff members from each building across the district. Awesome. Um, and they represent their uh, they represent their building, and they come in, and we uh, discuss very much like we're doing now, uh, a variety of topics, and really get a feeling for uh, you know they're they're the ones that are the boots on the ground in the schools, and they they you know they see it and uh, every day, and so I think it's uh, really important to have a direct tie to uh, to me and to be able to have some really solid discussions with me and my staff about uh, the, the things they're seeing and the concerns they have and the great also the great things that are going on so sure. so we have uh, like I said two people from each building and they uh, 
we had our first meeting this week, and it was it was really constructive. It really was good. So I, I was really happy with uh, with with what I heard, and it really it really allows us to um, see things from a different perspective as well. And it also it also allows uh, it allows me to give them a little bit bigger picture thoughts about things as well. Um, and then they're able to take those those uh, those discussions back and forth uh, to the staff meetings in their buildings, and, and hopefully provide some good discussion across the district. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that, you know since you started at Superton, you've always talked about being very transparent, and that's um, just another way that uh, that that's accomplished. And, and I think it's awesome. And I know just from you know the, the middle school, it's been a good buzz, and it's it's been good. really a lot of people very interested, and, and they think it's a great thing. So good. Good. Um, I think that's awesome. It'll it'll be uh, great to have great insight. It will, and it also gives a, a staff member someone in their building yeah. uh, that they can go and talk to and say, "Hey, next time you're in council, you know, get an idea for this." And uh, so uh, they are they are coming up with uh, topics with their staff that they'd like to discuss. You know, there's probably going to be some topics that I don't think about that they bring up, and then we can discuss them, and that'll be great. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. Well, we also have today, um, and we'll try to do this monthly as well. But we have a couple students that joined us: um, Jack Wright, who is a junior, and Gavin Witham, who is a freshman. They're both. Um, with us today and so Jack uh, we'll start with you do you have any questions that you'd like to ask Mr. Raffel? Um What would you say is like the main concern with our district at the moment? Um, I, I, I really think uh, you know obviously COVID is huge uh, as far as a concern um, just trying to keep everybody safe you know you guys and uh, and staff members and um, it just it, it's 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 such a difficult thing to do because there's so many different opinions um, on all the different things that go along with it, whether it be masks, whether it be, um, you know, for every person that is a pro-mask person, there's an anti-mask person, you know, and so it, it just makes it really difficult. And so we, we just do the we do the best we can to make the uh, the best decision we can with the information we have at the time, and, and try to go with it to try to keep try to keep everybody as safe as possible. And uh, and so I would say I would say that's it. It's continued from last year into this year. Um, and then meanwhile, we're also like I said, working on some of these other strategies I was just talking about with restructuring and other things, and trying to, trying to keep uh, district uh, you know district things going while we while we also you know uh, deal with the pandemic. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure and Jack, you guys see that as well. Here are mm -hmm. students and yeah. sure. Uh, sure. trying to want, want to play every Friday night. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And, it, yeah, and and you know it, it broke my heart to have to make some tough decisions to you know when our schools were in were in rough shape there with uh, high numbers to you know I knew you guys uh, lost a game out of that and and uh, and uh, really happy that we were able to reschedule the collegiate game for Saturday so that we didn't lose any more but. Um, I knew I knew at that moment when we were making some of those decisions that it was really tough, and I and I'm I'm really yeah. sorry to you guys that 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 ended up affecting your seasons. So. And, and everybody sees. I mean, everybody yeah. sports, not yeah. just football, but yeah, absolutely. But it should pay off, and we should be able to be healthy late in the year. And that's, sure, that's definitely that's when it matters well. most. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. We also have Gavin with them. Um, Gavin, what do you, what do you do? You have a question for Mr. Hatfield? So not to give you too tough of a question, but okay. um, do you think we could potentially maybe see like a COVID vaccine mandate for um, for high school potentially? Uh, that that has not come up officially in our district. I know that has come up in different organizations across the country. That is a uh, that is a topic uh, that is uh, you know heavy with uh, with uh, COVID right now. Mm -hmm. um, I if if that comes up in the future, um, then I will I will come in and talk to you guys about it on the show uh, but um, I don't think that uh, a mandate is as far as vaccinations quite yet 
Um, is it possible in the future? Sure, anything's possible in the future. But I don't, I don't know that I have a set in stone answer for you on that quite yet. I just don't think the discussions are far enough along to, you know, to officially say that. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the rough things about COVID in our world right now, of course, uh, the decisions that uh, we are making are we live in a small community. Um, everybody's connected. You guys all have younger brothers and sisters, older brothers and sisters. And you know what's tough right now is you know va- there's no vaccinations for 12 and under. Yeah. Uh, and yet we have 12 and under all over our schools. You know, all of our elementary schools and uh, even sixth graders are are uh, uh, part of that. And so that makes it really difficult when you're making decisions across the across the community and uh, and everybody's just tied so tightly together with with siblings and, and and all of our families and you guys are friends and going to each other's houses you know it's just it just makes it difficult mm-hmm. so um, when when we get to a point that we, that we can have vaccinations for uh, for our younger students as well I think it'll I think it'll help you know push some of that stuff in, in that direction yeah definitely yeah that's a that's a great question man both it was really yeah good, good job guys we uh, we talked about this a little bit about you know you know we're gonna have some people but we haven't really decided who was gonna go on yeah. air so they were ready to rock yeah so that maybe, is uh, maybe uh, maybe over the months you guys can get me stumped a couple times that'll be good <laughs> yeah. that'll be good that'll be that should be your goal yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a good <laughs> goal to have. yeah yeah no doubt about it well that that is awesome and and you guys listen out there we want to hear from you as well um, so you can email us and ask any questions we have two email addresses. Uh, you can reach out to straight to the show at askthesoup at usd353.com. That's A-S-K-T-H-E-S-U-P-T at usd353.com. Or you can also just email the uh, studio directly at crusaderradio353 at gmail.com. Crusaderradio353 at gmail.com. Uh, we'll put everything on both the USD353 website and radio353.com where you can hear everything that we do here with Crusader Radio. So, Mr. Raffle, thank you for coming in and sitting down. Um, I'm extremely excited to continue to do this monthly, and I think, uh, you know, as a class, we are as well, and the student body and, and the entire community. So it should be really good. good. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, and yeah, I'm for looking forward here. to doing this too. Yeah, thank I appreciate you. it. You guys, good luck tonight, and, you. Uh, and uh, look forward to working with all of you guys. Thank you. Yeah, well, we will be back uh, next month right here on Crusader Radio. Remember, Radio353.com with our monthly, monthly Ask the Soup segment. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next month. Go Crusaders!